Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen, Alex King, and Life Coach Tom Wells here. Today is Friday, December the 21st, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern, that's New York time, 5 a.m. Los Angeles time, 1 p.m. in London and in Sydney, Australia, 12 midnight, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in. If you're tuning in live, if you're listening to the recording, well, thank you for tuning in to that, too. Uh, we're off to a, another start here with a Q&A session uh, primarily aimed at the Law of Attraction Change My Life group, although we're also now more broadly expanding because we're, we're broadcasting on LOA Today's page on Facebook so that you don't have to be a member of the group in order to participate. Anybody can participate now. So hopefully everybody can find us in the world now. That's the whole <laughs> objective, right? <laughs> and that way everybody in the world... That's a lot of world, people. It is. Well, it is a lot of people. Hey, we got to get them on here somehow, right? And besides, yeah, you might as well. Might as well besides, we, we've got to debut Alex's hair because she's got it all combed out today. So, <laughs> you know, you got to make sure that it's everywhere, right, Alex? I mean, otherwise, how can you show it off? <laughs> so, well, the color that it is this week. <laughs> oh, the color of the week. I want dark, oh, I see. Dark blue hair. I want hair this color, the darker it's blue. Cerulean. Cerulean? That is? Cerulean. This is, that's the name of the color. Okay. From star. Which star do you come from? Cerulean? I don't know. She's the star of the show. Like a star, a name of a star. <laughs> yeah, she's a member of the Cerulean Foundation. They're they're invading the Earth's uh, uh, solar system, right? Right. <laughs> they're going to turn everybody's hair blue. <laughs> I can totally see Alex on Star Trek. I could, I could do it. Yeah, yeah I, I could, could do that. it. That'd be good. Even though I've never seen an episode, but yep, I could do it. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> it's I so have old not. school now, right? I mean, it's like a Well, no, show. they've redone it so many times. Yeah, so. I know, they have. Yeah. But I've I, actually I'm, run into other people who have never seen it ever. Well, I, I'm blown away that the queen of TV has never seen it. I mean, she, she does reviews of TV, and she's never seen it. That, <laughs> that's the part that blows my mind. Like, you got to be kidding me. Well, that was before. It came before I was a TV fanatic. Ah, okay, okay. Well, that's a reasonable excuse. I'll a, go with that. I would say I'm a second-generation Trekkie, though, because my mom's a Trekkie. Ah, okay. Well, then ask her how to use the blue hair, <laughs> whether or not blue is actually the appropriate color for a Star Trekkie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I can see people are starting to uh, filter in. This is, again, a Q&A, and if you have any questions or comments you want to uh, include on in the uh, conversation, please do so if you're listening to the live stream anyway because um, we'd love to have that kind of, of uh, participation from our audience. And uh, I, I was trying to think, what's the uh, the topic for today? I, I was actually thinking about something regarding how we focus on what it is that we want in our lives, or more precisely, how we don't focus on what we want in our lives. And I say that because I'm really becoming aware, and I want to see what you guys think about this. I'm really becoming aware in a big, big way lately of how people, including myself, will will, will create these little images, these little, you know, we'll create vision boards, we'll, we'll do affirmations, we'll do a whole bunch of things, mm -hmm. and, and we'll do them and we'll focus on them for like five minutes a day or ten minutes a day, and then we go on with the rest of our day and we completely contradict everything that we said in those little vision boards and vignettes and, and affirmations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, really aware of that because you're, when you contradict yourself, you're basically undermining all that work that you're doing. So I'm going to, yep. I'm going to post the first question to Tom on this one because he's the life coach. So Tom, what's the secret? I mean, what, what's the trick? What's, what methods should we use to make sure that we're focused on what we want instead of getting back into those old habitual patterns? Because they're just so easy to fall into, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, there's so many things we can do. But I think the main thing that I would say is we've got to get into the present moment and enjoy it more because no matter what we're choosing to do, we always have kind of that choice. You know what I mean? We definitely always have that choice. I was, I was thinking today of how it's like a couple of days before Christmas. And when I was a kid, I was so excited for two solid weeks leading up to Christmas. I was nothing but, uh, I was just in ecstasy. You know, at least our school was out too. That was a big part of it, but I could see these presents accumulating under the tree and, and I don't know, the whole thing was just like 
such a turn on for me. I was just happy all the time. And, and I was thinking today, like your question, how could we, if we're focusing for five or 10 minutes a day on the thing we most want, how come, how come we then don't focus on what we want the rest of the day? <laughs> but it always comes down to the present moment. Like, yeah. like, are we having a good time in the present moment? And if we are, if we let ourselves have a good time in our life, you know, and go, hey, this is my life. Yeah, there's going to be a future, maybe, but I don't even know <laughs> if I'm going to be here another day. You know, I don't know that. Um, right. And so, and so if I'm not enjoying it right now and I'm too worried about getting the, all the things I want later or I'm suffering, you know, sometimes we're suffering a lot in the present moment, but even then, We've got to find a way to get through it, so we have to find a way to chill out. So that's my answer. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things to do is to become fall in love with your life right now. Find things that we can appreciate about it, and from that place, we attract the next best thing, the next best thing. That's how life happens. It happens one moment at a time, and if we are in a good vibe now. We're going to attract another good vibe thing. And all those things we put on our vision board and in our five minutes of affirmations a day or whatever, they're only going to come out from that vibration moment by moment. That's, <laughs> good point. Like, that's the only thing we're trying to learn is how can I be happy right now? How can I relax? Even if I'm not happy, how can I chill and enjoy whatever ocean is coming up because it's teaching me something. Everything is happening for some divine reason. So there's something beautiful about every moment. What, how can I find a way to relax? What do you yeah, think, Alex? You got it, or, or is there more to it? No, I think got it. <laughs> okay. Oh, Alex, you must another insight. <laughs> um, I think um, it reminds me of what Carlos was saying on the on the podcast on Tuesday about how we need to take action towards what we want. So we need to do things like, like for instance, if you're uh, trying to manifest, uh, I don't know, like. I don't know. A new, a, somebody had said they manifest a new computer. So to take the steps to manifest, you might want to look up the computer. You might want to you might want to like look up how you know how much it's going to be. Start manifesting that amount of money, you know, things of that nature, and then it'll fall like like Tom said. Okay, and I have often thought the same thing myself, but I'm also becoming really cognizant lately of the Abraham Hicks. Uh, metaphor of the boat on the stream. And there's the upstream, there's the downstream. The upstream is where we're trying to row to. But the problem is that everything we want is downstream. So all we have to do is let go of the oar. The boat will turn and it'll head right downstream to where all our stuff is, which makes me wonder how much doing are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> In other words, <laughs> you know, or more put another way, what doing are we supposed to be doing? You know, what, what's the doing we're supposed to do? Is Are we supposed to be figuring out how to get there? Or is the doing that we're supposed to be doing along the lines of what Tom was saying, um, just doing it because we're loving doing it. You know, we've already decided, we've already put there what, what we want. Okay, so we let go of yours, and then we start partying and feeling good while the boat turns around and heads downstream for us. That's where I'm kind of leaning right now. And yet that kind of flies in the face of what you're saying. So, and, and I agree with what you're saying. So I'm, I'm torn. I guess I'm saying, I don't know which way it answers. It's, I think it's more the downstream, but I'm not 100% sure that. So anyway, I also have downstream. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I thought of it the other day, but when I'm going downstream, I still, you know, I go down the, a lot of rivers in the Colorado, Utah area on river trips. And when you turn your, when you're downstream, you have to walk the rocks and you have to walk the walls of the canyon and for rapids that could be certain areas you don't want to go through because it could tip over your raft. And so mm. uh, there's always a little steering involved. And so what I look at is that, it's like, am I steering my raft at the same time as I'm relaxing about the ride I'm on? So there's trust combined with being attentive to my vibration, you know, being attentive to the choices that I'm making um, so that I'm not just – because if we live out of our past concept, we're going to continually get the same result. You know, mm -hmm. like if we're, if we're acting just on what our past has taught us to be afraid of or to be – angry about or to be whatever focused on, you know, it all comes down to what we're focused on. We're going to get more of, and how can we focus on these things that we want to see unfold in our lives without feeling like we're constantly trying to make this effort that is 
taking us out of the present moment where we can't enjoy because we're, we're trying so hard because we're so worried about the future. You know, mm-hmm. so somehow we've got to be in a place where I think the future does unfold for us just beautifully when we're very relaxed and chilled. But we also set those intentions. You know, we also have those um, those visions that we put on our vision board or that, you know, but like Seth says a lot, you know, they say, say these affirmations and then let them go or you know, have those visualizations for five or ten minutes, then let them go. So there's something about this, you know, you make your effort, but then you let go. Mm. It just seems like it must be just a, a dance, and we come to enjoy that dance. And and But but getting our focus off the past is huge. I mean, because if we're always just doing the same thing we did yesterday, we're going to get the same result today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're on to a good topic here. Um also, I, I want to make sure I bring in our audience because we already have our first question, and maybe this even relates. It's quite possible. Nasha, one of our regulars, of course, asks, what does a dream you see often indicate? So if you, if you have the same dream over and over again, what's that telling you? Is it a message? Does it, is it a sign? What, what do you think? Of you know, do you have that happen to you? <laughs> what is it? What, what's a dream that we have over and over again about? What do you think, Walt? Well, I asked you first. <laughs> oh, you're asking me? <laughs> or you're asking Alex? Okay. Well, ask well, Alex then. Alex hasn't got enough uh, air time lately, so I'll go to Alex. Alex what, what, what does it mean if you if you have a repeated dream over and over again? It just keeps coming back. What does that What does that tell you? Is it a Is it a message? Is it something that your subconscious mind is just kind of spilling out? I mean, what is it? I mean, it could be a number of things. It could It could be a message from whoever or whatever. But also could be something from your past that you're just reliving over and over, something that you regret or something that you have issues with. And, you know, but basically dreams are about letting go. So focus on focus on the dream, try to finish the dream, and then, you know, t- get a book and, and try to look up the meaning and see what, what different things mean. That's what, that's what I used to do. Hmm. You used to do. You don't do that anymore. Not so much. Okay. Because I'm on so much medication that my dreams are crazy, so I just I <laughs> Well, that's also another indicator right there. It may be an indication you're on too many medications, but nevertheless, I yeah. <laughs> I'm so, actually on medication for dreaming, so. <laughs> are you really? I am, yeah. It's called Prozosin, and it's for PTSD nightmares. Huh. So, Yeah. It control. It helps me have better dreams. Wow! Wow! I'd never heard of anything like that. That's pretty wild. I does didn't either. Until it, I feel like it does. I don't. I don't have nightmares. So mm. yeah. Mm. All right. Then. I think. I think if a dream is occurring over and over again, that it's our subconscious or wanting us to get a message, mm-hmm. and it's doing it in a way that it will not go away because there's something contained in that dream that has got some really good messages for us that we need to pay attention to. So, yeah, you can do like Alex said. I mean, you can go back into a dream and ask questions of the characters in the dream. You can go back into a dream in your waking state and and close your eyes and, you know, get in touch with your breath and go back to a certain section of the dream and, and ask that it unfold for you new new understandings and it often will if you can if you can relax enough and play the game with your own consciousness it's there there's that those that those dreams are constantly taking place and so there's there there's a lot of lessons there if we'll take the time and play with it i don't think it's easy all the time it isn't for me anyway to go and talk to the different characters in my dreams because i don't know if i always trust what you know what the answers i get i think i'm thinking oh i made that up but I think it's important to not go to that place. Instead, to go to have a lot of faith that if we go back into our dreams, we will get answers. You know, we will mm-hmm. learn things. And um, each each one of our dreams is so private to each one of us that uh, I just believe we've got to play with it to find the answers. So, are you an advocate of what they call lucid dreaming, where you you deliberately, consciously take an active role and 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 be a mm-hmm. participant rather than just being led through the dream. And, and then while you're lucid yeah. dreaming, 
ask questions and and learn more mm -hmm. about what it is that you're trying to learn? Yeah, you can even go on journeys in, in a lucid dream, you know, like you can direct what's happening in the dream. And I just got a book on it, and so I'm really just a novice. I'm starting to do it, but I have had enough lucid dreams where I really felt like I was really clearly participating in the dream that I want to develop that skill. It's it's a huge way, I believe, to gain self-confidence and to gain self-awareness is to be playing in the dream time as well as in this waking dream because it's all it's all one big dream <laughs> with all these different facets to it you know because so that's another thing you can do is you begin to look at your daytime life as if it was a dream and see what symbolism is coming to you from different things that show up in your day so so you can actually tie it to what you're planning to do for the day i guess that's what you're saying that's how my you know, dreams what? go your dream yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. But so, I'm, I'm just barely learning all that stuff, so I'm I I think it's exciting as hell though to learn about lucid dreaming, and to imagine that I could play in that realm. Well, you know, while I'm in my bed, I could be I could be going into this realm of understanding myself in whole new ways that are taking advantage of all the gifts of the subconscious because that's a entire world there and. Whole cultures believe that that we live more in the dream time than we do in what we call this waking reality. That well, it's an interesting you know, question. Of no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, lots just... of indigenous cultures, as I said, I think I said on, on a show re recently that lots of indigenous cultures were based on their dreams. You know, they the the Ashwar Indians. You know, when I when I was in the rainforest with them in the Amazon in 2009, they they got everybody up at 4 a.m. And we all went and, 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 and told the village elders what our dreams are. And they planned the whole day based on what the dreams of people are every night. That's how they decide. The dreams tell them where the, the game is going to be found that day in the jungle. It tells them who's coming from another tribe to visit them. It tells them what's going to happen with so-and-so's broken arm. You know, I mean, they, they get the answers to everything from the dream time. Very interesting. Okay. Well, I got mm -hmm. we've got some more uh, commentary and questions from our audience, so let's uh, bring some of that in. Siraj asked a question and also made a comment. He says, "Is there any place to tackle deadlock situations in our day-to-day -day life?" And then he says, "What you are seeing in your dreams depends on our age, also." And I'm curious what you think about both of those comments. Um, Alex, let's go to you first. Uh, first of all, do, do well, you I think that? Our... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know what deadlock is, but I was going to say, I don't see how your dreams are affected by your age. Like, I don't, I don't know that. Well, I mean, I'm only 35, so I don't know that to be true, but, <laughs> but I guess, no, no, you do dream different things when you're a kid. So yeah, you know what? That does make sense actually. Okay. All right. And I, I guess a deadlock situation I'm not quite sure what he means by that either, but I'm assuming mm -hmm. it's something where you've reached an impasse of some kind, either with somebody else or with your own thought process, or um, maybe you've reached some sort of a, a crossroads, a, a kind of a crisis point in your life, and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. That may be what he means by a deadlock. I don't know, Saraj, you're going to have to give us a little more detail about what, what you mean by a deadlock situation. And then um, Deidre asks, Tom and Alex, is it true that the people we encounter in our dreams are aspects of ourselves? Interesting question there. What do you think, Tom? I think so. Alex, go ahead. You first. I think so. I think they they can be different uh, versions of ourselves, and but also, what's what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. I don't know, Tom. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my total train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm currently I'm currently believing that everything in my dreams is an aspect of me, and it's all to teach me about who I am as a consciousness, you know, much bigger than who I think I am most of the time. The dream is showing me lots of aspects of myself. In psychology, you know, they talk about the animus and the anima, and the, and the, the anima is your feminine side, and the animus is your masculine side. And when you see a man in your dream, it could be your, the masculine side of your creative soul is it trying to tell you something about your masculine qualities and the 
the anima is trying to tell you something about your feminine qualities, your creativity and your your warmth and your nurturing and your your loving side and all those feminine qualities. So there's a lot going on in dreams that we can learn. Some great books about understanding the animus and the anima are out there. So uh, I okay. just find it's a fertile – I just ask every single part of my dream what – what part of me it is or what it's, what it's, what it's trying to teach me. It's an interesting question. It's a dialogue with those parts. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the lucid dream, isn't it? To interact directly with what's going on in the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. exactly. But it also occurs to me that if I think of, of who we are in the grand scheme of things, we are source energy that are currently, we're, we're non-physical beings currently having a physical experience. And in the course of that physical experience, we go to sleep and we dream. When we're dreaming, I imagine that in some way we are more directly interacting with the rest of who we are, what I sometimes call my inner Walt. And in the course of doing that, since we are all connected through that source energy, um, I think it, it, it can also be said that when we are when we, we are experiencing aspects of ourselves in our dreams, we are also experiencing aspects of source energy in our dreams. So like, for instance, I, I've had dreams where I met family members who have passed on. Do I think I actually met with those family members? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. And was that an aspect of myself? Yeah, it was because I'm connected to all of it. So I think it's both actually. I, th- I think it's, we are, yes, we're interacting with others, and yes, we are interacting with aspects of ourselves, which is a little confusing, I agree, yeah. but I, I think it's well, all going we on. We can't separate ourselves, actually, from anything. We think we can, you know, and that's the way the, the world appears, as if we're separate from the squirrel outside our window, and we're separate from that tree, and we're, I'm separate from Alex, and I'm separate from Walt, but in, in the real larger picture of everything, in, in the quantum field, we're all incredibly connected. Mm. And, you know, that's the way quantum physics has really proven that every molecule in the universe is totally connected to every other molecule. And there aren't even molecules. There's only waves. And, and then <laughs> waves collapse and become particles that we then call, <laughs> you know, things. But in reality, it's a pretty huge dance of wonder that's going on. And we're we're connected to all of it, and that's the amazing thing, is to keep waking up more and more to that. Yeah, it truly is amazing. I have to say that, and I'm still learning day to day, even what it all adds up to. I mean, I feel like I get little pieces of it, and it starts to make more sense, and I say, yes, I've got more understanding of it, and then I think about it some more. I realize I got a whole long ways to go here. I don't. <laughs> I still don't have it all down pat. <laughs> I don't know if we ever will. We may not. I, was I don't just know. Just gonna say that. <laughs> um, let's see. And then Nasha says, "I see in my dream a secret part of my house." Oh, that's an interesting one. And it's hidden, awesome. and it's so royal, and it's mine. And I'm the head of my country. And Lady Diana is presenting West. Okay, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Lady Diana is presenting what? The West. The West. West. Yes. Oh. The, the Western part that's of the world, awesome. so-called. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that yeah. metaphor, that description there. I, I see it in my dream, a secret part of my house. I never even thought of the idea of a secret part of a house. And it's hidden, which makes sense. Otherwise, it wouldn't be secret. And it's so mm-hmm. royal and it's mine. What a great description. Talk about mm-hmm. you know, making a, a, a huge, wonderful deal about this little secret place in your house and it's in your head yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> i like that very nice you can tell you can write poetry anytime you want to nasha as far as i'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of shaman um shamanistic cultures speak about the lower world and the middle world and the upper world and that we're living now in this 3d reality is the middle world but there's also a completely lower world and a complete upper world. And in our dreams, we often go, like like I'm often in a big place, like a giant arena or a, a big forum or a big airport or something, and I go to different levels. And sometimes it's been really clear to me that I'm going to different worlds where there's a different consciousness is 
determined in different ways depending on the world that I'm in. And uh, there's a lot to be learned in those different worlds, according to the shaman that I've worked with. So right. it's there's there's a whole adventure that awaits us in the unconscious realm. <laughs> Apparently, it's really it really is, and and that's that's why these cultures believe that's really where we live. We live in these in this super expanded uh, universe that's way beyond you know. And when we begin to include our dreams into our day to day life and we sleep less, we the veils between the worlds start to get thinner and we start to experience more of who we really are as infinite beings. And there, we're less and less feel like we're just playing out the way we grew up. We were so conditioned to believe what this world was because our people who trained us, our teachers and parents, didn't have a concept of, the, of this unconscious realm and what really exists in the world. So much more than what meets the eye mm. well apparently we've we've struck a nerve with Siraj uh, because he wants to know more about uh, what what we're seeing in dreams so let me read what he says and, and maybe Tom you can address it from your perspective and from what you've learned by you know interacting with these these shaman and so forth he says uh, if you could just give us some examples about dreams what we see in our dreams and how it connects to our daily life um, he wants some discussion with examples, like if we see lots of flood water in our dreams or we saw lots of money in our dreams, what, what's that all about? So he, he wants some explanation. I don't know if we can give that to him, but what, what can we tell him, Tom? Well, I think the, the main advice I've heard about <coughs> dreams from people who seem to know a lot, and this has worked for me, is that it's all up to us. <laughs> it's all up to us what those images mean, and we're, we're the ones that have to have to discover that. And we have to sit with it and take the time and go back into the dream. Now, we can work with a group. Um, there are dream groups. And uh, if you work with a group of people, they can help you go into your dream. And uh, if you invite them to do that with you, and they can literally close their eyes and, and see what their experience is when they go into aspects of your dream. Um, mm. And there are, there are whole groups that meet to do that. Wow. And I would like to get I would like to get into one of those groups. Um, but there's a great I suggest that he read Robert Moss, M.O.S.S. Robert Moss. He's one of the leading dream authorities in the world. He's from Australia and he's he's a modern day shaman um, who has really studied dreams and worked with dreams his whole life. Um, ever since when he was a kid, he almost died of some very severe illnesses that took him into these high states of fever and that's where he began to open up to what the dream world is all about and now he's had just amazing experiences where you know native americans will come and talk with him at night and all these things happen it's been going on for years with him so he teaches workshops all over the world but his books are are really good to read because you start to understand how to work with your dreams and how to understand all these different things that they're trying to teach us. Very cool. Oh, it's a it's a whole world of possibility. So, mm -hmm. Alex, I mean, do you have anything to add? I mean, I, I'm really making a point now. I want to make sure that you're more involved in the conversation because <laughs> you do have a tendency to kind of fade away and just you know be the background laughter. So, you know, got anything you can contribute beyond what Tom said? No, I don't. But most of the time, it's because um, I'm actually learning from what the conversation that's going on. Yeah, you and me so both. That's what, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's the beauty of being the, uh, the 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 main host because you know when you're learning something and you're not really quite sure what to do with it, you just dish it off to the expert color commentator. In this case, Tom Wells. It's very simple. You know? <laughs> there's a there's a cool statement that I learned in in working with dreams that if you're if you're listening to somebody else and you want to get their opinion on your dream, you say um, you say if it was my dream. Because you can never be in that, that person's actual dream, you know. But you can say, if it was my dream, you know, if I saw a lot of money, that would mean to me that, you know, and then you can say what it would mean to me, you know. Mm -hmm. it, would mean, it would mean that I guess a lot of money is coming to me or I, that I, you know. But it's a feeling. Everything's based on the feeling we get from the dream. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, there's the symbolism and all that. And you can get a book and 
read about that stuff, but you're reading somebody else's opinion of your personal experience, which is only maybe going to give you some clues, but really the, it could mean something entirely different than what the book said, you know. So I don't, I don't rely that much on, you know, those kind of books and neither does Robert Moss. He said that stuff is way missing the point. The point is this is your personal journey. Mm-hmm. So you're you're the one that needs to look at those things and see what's it telling you? What are you feeling inside when you see that, when you hear that thing that happened in the dream? What does it bring up in you? And let it evolve in you. You can work with a dream, one dream for a whole month and be learning things from it. You could work with it every day for a month and still learn something new. And go back in and go into different parts of that dream and see how they unfold further. You can ask questions of characters in the dream. Why are you there? What are you trying to show me? Um, who are you? <laughs> you know. So there's a, there's a lot you can do with them. Well, excuse me, Bill G., who is uh, going to be on our Sunday podcast, he's the author of a new book called Conscious Conduit. Um, and he, he suggested that in regard to what Siraj was asking about floods, he says floods generally mean big change. And Siraj responded by thanking him and said, in addition, he survived two times from floods. And he says, that may be why I'm seeing it in my dreams. So you may be on something there, Siraj. <laughs> yeah, I sure. would think so. If, you, if you've been through floods, that can be, that, that's a pretty uh, uh, strong event. That's an event that's going to stay in your mind quite a bit. So, of course, yeah, that would make yeah, a lot it's of traumatic. sense. It, it can be traumatic, very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and, and those were dream events, too. Mm-hmm. They just happened in the waking dream. Yeah. But they they can be interpreted as much as the one that you get at night, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like all mm-hmm. it's all teaching. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, I want to make sure I take a moment to uh remind people who are not yet subscribers to the podcast, please become a subscriber if you're not already. Um we try to put the links for doing that into the descriptions wherever we post these live stream and pre-recorded uh recordings. Um, if you don't see a link for your device, for we have them for Android devices and for Apple devices, iPhones, iPads, and so forth. Um, if you don't see the links, just go to the homepage of our website at loatoday.net, and you'll see them there. Just click the, the right one for your device, and it'll just walk you through the process so you can be automatically subscribed, and all the episodes as we do them and as we publish them will come automatically streaming right to your particular smartphone. And then after they've streamed right in there listen to them please that's the whole point and keep, you know, check keep following and, and 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 listen to all the different episodes we're doing because i swear every single episode is completely different the topics we go into can be mind-bending at times like dream states and what to do with dream states i mean i don't think we've really covered that one before um but they're they're really really good so you don't want to miss any of them and then as you're listening to them and i want to give a real shout out to nasha because she's been doing quite a job on this but please put out there on social media that you're listening to LOA Today each time that you're listening to an episode. Because I tell you, more and more people need to have their daily dose of happy. You found out about what we're doing most likely through social media. So, you know, pass it along. Help somebody else find it, too. And, and I, I'm serious when I say I'm shouting out to Nasha because I am seeing her posting all over the place about how she's listening to LOA today. She's in conversations, telling people about it and so forth. So Nasha is definitely our share it, subscribe it and share it star for the week. And I just want to recognize her for that. Thank you, Nasha. <laughs> is she our number one fan? She's the number one fan. Absolutely. I have what no doubt. Have for, what, what do we have for Nasha? Well, yes, right. Washer and <laughs> well, let's see what Carol Merrill has in the box over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a set of toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But keep those uh, questions coming in, too, because we're loving talking about this stuff. I mean, you guys are the ones who set the agenda today. I don't know if, if the audience realizes that, but we, we had no real intention about uh, talking about dreams particularly, but you guys took it in that direction. Look what but came that's out of what it. We were talking about, that's what we were talking about at the end of last week. Well, and that's so true. I think so. some people true. remembered that and wanted to get back to that topic. Well, then... All right, Not good sure. for them for for carrying it through like that. I mean, I have trouble yeah. carrying through a topic from one day to the next. You carry it on for a week. Good, good on you. Nice going. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's because you're you're on twice a day. I know day. it's a little bit uh, disorienting. Like, what did we talk about Thursday? What did we talk about Tuesday? I, I know I had we did a show. I'm sure of it. <laughs> 
but they all kind of merge together. together for you. <laughs> they do, yeah. But you're becoming enlightened in the process, I'm sure. I think I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. Well, that's where my original question came from today. It came from all this stuff that I've been absorbing while doing the podcast from talking to all of you guys. i got so many wonderful co-hosts who do these shows with me. And you all have terrific um, perspectives and ideas and, and, and thoughts on how all this stuff works. And so I'm just kind of like... I'm I'm the uh, the accumulator. I kind of accumulate and aggregate it all together, and I'm trying to filter it down to what the essence of the whole thing is. And in the process of filtering it down to the essence, that's where I came up with the question that I asked at the beginning of the podcast, which is, okay, am I putting too much effort and time into doing, or should I be spending more time just sitting in the boat, letting the boat take me downstream? Which is the better route? And, and mm-hmm. maybe, I think, Tom, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Maybe it's both. Maybe you just turn around, let the boat take you downstream, and then you're steering as you're going. Maybe that's it. And, and Abraham would always say, if it feels like efforting, then you're not going in the right direction. That's true. So that's the rowing upstream. Right. So if you're stressing out about what should I be doing in order to get what I want in the future – if you're trying really hard all the time, that's clearly rowing upstream. Um, if you're stressing out about it, that's rowing upstream. So I guess it's just always relax and chill out and uh, do what feels do what feels good, do what feels like yep. the next best thing, you know. And sometimes for me that is doing affirmations or it is getting out my appreciation journal, writing things I appreciate. But but to underpin the whole thing is meditation. You know, if we're doing meditation, I think we we more and more find that balance naturally throughout our day, and we don't even need to be thinking about it as much. But I I know the feeling of God. I really would like things to change in a certain area of my life, mm. and then we think, well, I better really apply myself harder. You know, I better try harder, do a little more effort. You know. So that things will change. Uh, but it is a total balance. It's like a dance. It's like learning how to finesse the balance between effort and grace, you know, receiving and projecting mm-hmm. into our Very environment. True. You know? Now, Siraj, this is Siraj as opposed to Siraj. Siraj is asking, how effective is lucid dreaming for making changes? Which is kind of what you were alluding to earlier, Tom. I mean, can you really make changes in your life? through lucid dreaming by, by playing an active role in the dream? And if so, what kinds of changes can you make? The people that I'm trying to learn from say definitely. You definitely can because it's no different than your waking state. You can you can always affect things, and um, I think you can make all kinds of changes through the dream state. I'm too much of a novice to answer that question authoritatively. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot of direct experience doing it, yeah. But working with the dreams the way I am working with them, I'm changing my life, um, you know, because I'm learning things about myself that are very relevant to what's going on in my life right now. And I'm asking when it, before I go to sleep at night for that insight to come through my dream. And it often does, as long as I'll take the time to get up and write those five pages down, you know, of what of what the dream that came in and then sit with it, read it again, read it again. Go into the dream, ask questions. I can learn a lot, and I do. That's what I'm. I'm doing that a lot now. But the lucid dreaming is is brand new to me, so I'll see what I can do with that. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't have a whole lot of experience with it. I, I've had one successful lucid dream in in the past three or four years, and that was just a few weeks ago, and it lasted mm. about three seconds. So I'm I'm far from mastering <laughs> the ability to be in a lucid dream. I mean, do you have any experience with it, Alex? Have you been able to do any lucid, lucid dreaming and maybe do something with it? Uh, not on purpose, but yeah, I've, I've done it. I haven't. Uh, I've, I've, you know, wake, woken up from a dream and then I'm like, no, I want to go back because that was a good, pretty good dream. So <laughs> right? let me go back into it, see what happens. You know, whatever happened between me and Channing Tatum. You know, I, I want to continue that dream. So. <laughs> 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 Love it. I don't like waking up in the middle of those. So, yeah. I can and understand like, that. No, yeah. no, no. Stay sweet, stay sweet. <laughs> Wait, come back, come back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, oh, Nasha asked, uh, I'd like to share this week's title with Didi as well. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
what's holding you back? <laughs> you're, you're like the number one Get fan for putting this stuff out there. Go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see. Is there anything new coming in here? Uh, just a good conversation going on. A lot of conversation going on in the background. And a lot of appreciation. Well, People are... are a lot of conversation. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, the other thing is, as I'm looking at the, the uh, comedy going on, a lot of appreciation of each other. I'm loving that mm -hmm. part a lot. People, you know, complimenting each other and, and empowering each other and so forth. I'm thinking, you know, how often do you see that in a, a broadcast of some kind? It's not, it's not a common thing. It's something they may kind of slip in for 10 seconds. But, but this is like an right. ongoing thing with our group, and I love that. Really, really good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about my kids. They're, they're both in their uh, 20s and early 30s, and they, they're just – I notice their friends, they, they just give their friends so many positive affirmations constantly. They're, you know, mm -hmm. somebody will put something up on Facebook and everybody will say something positive about it. Yeah. It's so common in their generation. They support each other like crazy. It's mm -hmm. really nice. It's encouraging know. for me to see that happening on a regular basis. It makes me feel like there's a lot of hope. A lot of hope. There's a lot yeah. of hope. There is. You know? Yep. Tremendous lot of hope. Yeah. When we take our focus off what's going on in politics and those things that used to be the bellwether signs of what's going on in the world, you know, and yeah, they're, they're important still, but I think the grassroots is where all the change is really taking place. It's, it's things just like this, you know. It's like other human beings talking to other human beings and supporting each other and, and affirming the fact that we're all infinite beings, you know, we're, we're not determined by what a handful of other people are telling us what we can and can't do. We're mm -hmm. really in control here. Each one of us is, is a universe unto ourselves. And Nash has added another comment that I think a lot of people could identify with. She says, I wrote about my dreams so that they can come true. Because that's what people often want. They want their dreams to come true. And especially if you can be dreaming the dream right. that you really want. I mean, yeah, that's what you want. You want the dream to come <laughs> true, right? Mm -hmm. So what can we do about that? Is there, is there an, an, an activity or a, a process we can follow to help encourage our dreams to come true uh, in the sense of what we're dreaming when we're in the dream state? I would say start doing what you're, what you're doing in the dream. Like act it out. That's what, that's what I would say. So use the dream as an impetus and say, okay, I'm not going to, it's not just going to be what's in the dream. I'm going to turn it into my, my real life as well. I'm going to, I'm going to yes. carry on the next scene, so to speak. Exactly. Okay. That's one of the things that Robert Bosch talks about in his books. And he said that he's learned that from indigenous cultures that when they, when they have a dream, someone in the village, they act it out. They either dance it, they sing it, they do a play about it. They, they do something that shows the things that were happening in the dream, they bring them in their, into their day-to-day -day reality. It's kind of a, a challenging thing to do for me. Like I'll have a dream and then I, I, I'll act out parts of it, you know, in my living room. <laughs> or I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a dance about it. I mean, I was doing that the other day, you know, because I had this really crazy dream that went on and on. And I was just running in the dream constantly. I was pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself. So in the morning I got up and I did that in my living room. I just, I ran around and... And acted that way, you know, because this is what Robert Moss said to do. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it de definitely puts into my consciousness. It, it makes it more clear what the message of that dream was about that particular message was how much I push myself to try so hard to accomplish things and mm -hmm. realizing that it's just how much it beats me up and wears me out, wears me down to try so hard to accomplish things and. Mm -hmm. The dream was a huge lesson in that. Right. Um, Bill, Bill Jeeve was commenting about the same question about, uh, you know, what, what you can do with dreams and so forth. He says, dreams are often a signpost of things we need to do in our lives. And he says the trick is to understand what our subconscious is trying to tell us and then start taking action to make it a reality. What do you think? Sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was the dream I the, the dream I had last week. I talked about where um, I got all these visions of, of me putting together these really complex 
projects with my hands where I was making things and uh, and assembling things, and it showed me, because the question I had at that time was, how can I put together the modules for my workshop I'm creating and feeling th- that I was very challenged to put them together, but in the dream, I watched how much skill I had at putting things together. And, it, mm-hmm. and the message to me was, when I sit down to work on my workshop modules, I want to have that same faith I had in my dream, that I can put together the things I need to make my life successful, you know, that I can put together beautiful things that other people will benefit from. So the dream was a good example of that, of me doing it, and how good I felt in the dream at accomplishing that. Okay. So, so, that's so an example of that. So to kind of carry on the theme, and Bill was actually adding on to his, he said, um, for example, when I dream about fixing or renovating my house, I know I need to make concrete changes in my life. So he's using the idea of the dream as a metaphor, uh, a sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a signpost or a symbol or an indication of what we really should be working on. It's almost like a, he, he's treating it like it's an inner being communication. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Okay. <laughs> That's all a dream is. A dream is your inner being communication. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's you. It's you. you know. Well, I ask because I also know that Abraham Hicks, they, they, talk about, um, they, they, they talk about dreams in a slightly different way. And I'm probably going to mangle the way they say it because it's been a while since I've read this. But they talk about how a dream or a series of dreams is in a way it's, it's the, the mind and the subconscious mind kind of cleaning itself out. So uh, mm. the, the, the sleep process, the resting time is, among other things, a time when uh, our our ability to attract things is, is slowing down. The momentum slows down so that we can slow down, so we can kind of do a, a reset, push the reset button. And in the process of pushing the reset button, we have to clear out you know, the detritus, the, the junk that's kind of accumulated, that's kind of getting in the way. And the dream process is helping to get that, that detritus out of the way. So I, I think about that, that picture of the, of the dreaming and sleeping process and, and kind of try to fit into what you guys are talking about. And I see some overlap, but it's also perhaps talking about looking at it in a different way. That's why I throw it out there to see what do you think. Does that, does that resonate? Does that, is it, does that not sound right? Yeah, we- I disagree because then that doesn't account for reoccurring dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, Tom? I think that I think that I I like being open to what everybody says, and so I I would like to learn more about how Abraham has seen it. But I also notice, like when I read Seth, uh, which is another channeled entity just like Abraham, they seem to have a, a a huge emphasis on the power of the unconscious and the subconscious, and how much those realms are constantly communicating with us, and how we live. We live totally in that realm as much as we live in what we call our 3D reality when we're awake, supposedly. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I like to learn from Abraham, too. You know, like if they're saying it's a certain way, I just want to leave my door open to all of it. And then whatever seems to be speaking to me in a given day, that's what I go with. So right now I'm re- really looking at dreams as being rich fields of possibility that I can learn a tremendous lot from. Okay. They're very fertile fields of unconscious, you know, wellspring of good stuff coming out of there. I, I, I have to say I still feel a little conflicted about the whole topic. <laughs> and I say that because on the one hand, we're talking about getting information from the other side, inner being, higher self, whatever you want to call that. On the other hand, uh, we've talked about like the uh, the Abraham view of it's just kind of cleaning out the subconscious mind. It's you know it's do it pushing the reset button, um, and then there's the idea of taking the dreams and and applying them in our real lives and and using it as an impetus for making changes and 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 uh, like Bill G was talking about, like it being a signpost uh, of what it is that we need to work on. So there's all these different aspects going on. And and as I try to put it all together, I don't know. I feel like 
part of the time, I, I, it's almost like I, uh, I'm being pulled into, well, here's what my higher self wants, and here's what I want, and here's what... I, I don't have a, a complete integrated whole going on in my mind. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And so I'm not really sure what to make of the whole thing. Um, plus, there's also that piece of me that says, well, here we are once again trying to take advice from non-physical beings about how to live in a physical world. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, there's something wrong with that one too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a reason why we're the physical beings. The re- there's the reason why we're yeah. here, you know? We're, certainly, us being here gives us a degree of expertise in what it is to be living in the physical world. So how do we tie that mm-hmm. in? I don't know. I don't. I still don't have a, a lot of answers. I've got a lot of questions, not too many answers. <laughs> well, that's probably good. <laughs> probably is because I think I think just leaving the door open to all the possibilities is really a good idea, and that's why dr- the dream time is such an interesting realm to play with because there we don't have physical bodies in the dream time, and yet we have perceptions as if we had physical bodies, and people who do out of body travel say that when you're in those other realms, you know you don't have your eyes there with you, but you're seeing. Mm. You know you don't have, you know, your other senses there with you. Now, I say, I according to these people that travel out of the out of the body, they say that you don't smell when you're in that other realm. They don't, anyway. You know, but they do see. <laughs> you know? And they do have certain feelings, you know, like when you make love, this Bob, Bob Monroe, who did a lot of auto-body travel, he's one of the pioneers of the whole experience and he said when he made love in the other realm it was much more ecstatic and incredible than it was in the 3d realm but it wasn't the same it happened in an instant he said so you would he would meet a woman in the other realm and they would they know that they're making love but it happens within what you would call seconds in this realm and yet he Mm -hmm. would have more ecstasy than he ever had making love in this realm so it was like, okay, so there's just a lot of possibilities out there. There's a lot more going on than we think. And that's why I love the fact that so many indigenous cultures relied on the dream time. And it's huge. Like the entire aborigine population of Australia, you know, lives in what they call the dream time. And you start reading their accounts of it, it's, it's amazing, you know. And there is a, there's a seamless web between the dream time and what we call our 3d reality they're they're not separate they're really there's an amazing thing happening all the time but because we've been so conditioned to think of this realm as limited by what we see on television what we see in movies and the way we were raised you know we think that things are very limited and they're not we we i just feel like i just want to expand my conscience to begin to include all of it you know? Well, for me, that raises a question about perception. Um, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. how perception plays a major role in our waking lives, our conscious lives, and that we each have different perceptions. We have different perspectives and, and points of view, and those points of view and perspectives make life interesting, first of all, because we all have different ones, and second of all, they inform the way we're going to understand what it is that we're interacting with. Well, why can't the same concept apply to the dream state? And I, I say that because... Um, I was talking with uh, with Jamie, who's one of the admins of the group, of the Law of Attraction Change My Life group. We were having a an online discussion on a post that she put up um, because she was talking about uh, helping people who are not good at um, visualizing to learn to visualize better. And she had this little mm-hmm. exercise with visualizing a pencil, and I tried the, the exercise, knowing full well that I've had major issues with it. But I figured, okay, let's give it a shot, and it just didn't work for me, and that's what led to our conversation. And I pointed out to her that I experience what is now called aphantasia, meaning the inability to create images in my mind. And I, most of the time, I can't create any images. Sometimes I can create really, really dark, faint images. I can't generate these big images. And I thought for the longest time that's the way it was with most people. And then I found out there are people who really do see complete images in their mind. They're bright and they're brilliant and detailed. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm so jealous. I want to feel, I want to see that. Why can't I see what everybody else can see? You know, but, but it did bring to my understanding and my conscious awareness the fact that different people have different levels of experience when it comes to visualizing. So if that's mm-hmm. true in the waking state, isn't it likely to also be true in the sleep state? So isn't it likely to be true that different people are going to have different perceptions 
about what they can see and, and hear and smell and taste and what that is like to even experience all that stuff in their dream state. What do you think? I mean, do you, do you get the feeling everybody has the same kind of dream experience that Robert Moss was describing? I, I'm not so sure. Well, I say obviously not because we're getting different uh, views from different people. So yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't. We obviously to have different perceptions and different perspectives of of what's going on in the dream state. So I agree. I mean, when I dream, my dreaming is a lot like my ability to consciously imagine. It's pretty dark. There's not a whole lot of imagery going on. <laughs> There's well, action going on. Bright and vivid. Yours is okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. are you able to normally uh, uh, create images in your mind when you're in your conscious awake state? Do you have nice vivid images when you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a correlation, I think, going on there. What we're able to do mm -hmm. in our waking state is probably the way we're going to dream in our dream state. Mm -hmm. And well, be open to the fact that it can change. Well, things I'm, can I'm, really change. I'm working on that. <laughs> I really yeah, want that. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, talked and, and just to be to be receptive to that, and to have a sort of a prayer. I sort of just keep a prayer in my heart, and I I'm always trying to communicate with whoever my guides are, whoever the people the the beings are in that other realm that are helping me and want to assist me constantly, to just keep opening my heart to receive, you know, to receive impressions, receive visions, receive whatever it is I need. It might come as a feeling. It might come as um, some words that just come in my head, some thoughts, but it might come some night as a brilliant dream that just teaches me amazing things. And I've, I've had that happen, you know, already in a number of ways. And I feel like I just want to stay open, you know, just mm -hmm. always stay open and, and have a prayer out there, you know, a, a request in my heart Show me, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what this life is. I don't know who I am. I don't know the journey I'm on, but it seems like it's an amazing infinite journey. So right. if it's, if it's full of possibilities, then show me, you know, show me things, uh, open my heart. If, if I can have more abundance in my life, let me have it. If I can have a better, better relationships, let me have them. Let me be open to it, you know, so I can receive, you know. Yeah. Like Abraham said, 100% of our job is our receptivity. It's this like that's 100% of what we're trying to do is to be allowing this stuff to come into our lives. So. And speaking for myself, I have been doing that. I've been doing it. I, I, I was before asking for like a really big change. Like I want to see all the detail and all the color that everybody else is seeing. And then I realized that I didn't believe a word of that anyway. So I had to come up with much, something much more simple. So I've now limited it down to something that I can – I feel more confident I can believe in. And that is, I just want to see blue, just blue, like, <laughs> like a blue sky, you know? So, so show me blue. And I'm active, actively able on occasion to get myself to imagine blue and to think what blue looks like. So I figure that's, that's like the, the early baby steps that I need to take in order to climb out of the safe Fantasia hole that I'm in and, and maybe mm -hmm. turn it into a point where I can be a vivid uh, yeah. imaginer. Because, I mean, I keep thinking to myself, boy, if I could be a vivid imaginer, I'll bet you I'm even better at this whole attraction thing than I am right now. And, and I'm pretty good at it right now. But what happens if I can add that component? I think, whoa, that gets really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> It's all learning, isn't it? I mean, we just never were taught these skills. We should have been taught them starting in grade school, you know, like mm -hmm. how to visualize and, you know, how to have good relationships with people. All, all kinds of things we could have been taught, but mm. now we're... Well, we're learning them as adults. Well, the good news is it's the now is eternal. So we're learning now, and that's the main thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I just learned that we ran out of time for the day, so we're going to have to do some more learning next time. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. yeah. but it's been great. Thank you so much for uh, your contributions. Thank you to our listeners who are listening to the live stream for all their contributions um, in the chat because we really well, – I mean, that became a big part of what we're talking about here. And we hope that you come back next time. We actually hope all of our listeners come back next time as well. And uh, before I say goodbye, I want to make sure I wish Alex and Tom a Merry Christmas because we won't be talking Same until after you, Christmas. Walt. All right. And, uh, Same to you, Alex. <laughs> Same to you guys. And Alex, yeah. you and I normally do a Tuesday show with Carlos, but that show will get uh, postponed for a week because of uh, Christmas. So uh, there won't be right. any broadcasts on Christmas either in the morning or the afternoon, but we will be picking up again um, maybe not even Wednesday, but Thursday for sure. We're going to be picking up again with the podcast, so you can be watching for that. So, with that thought in mind, I would like to say Merry Christmas to our listeners, and we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.